You know, the Bible talks a lot about faith and what we should build our faith on. Amen? I watch people, you know, through my Christian walk and even in the, in the denominational realms and church realms, they all got a certain thing they lean on. The Pentecostals, uh, UPCs lean on water baptism. Uh, we have, and then you got the, uh, the apostolics, the basically the same thing. Uh, the Catholic Church also leans on water baptism. A lot of them lean on a different doctrinal belief, but it doesn't save us all. The Bible is clear that Jesus said, I am the rock. I am the foundation. I want you to turn with Psalms 31 real quick, verse 3. And we're going to start there tonight. El Salah. God, my rock. What is your faith built on tonight, amen? What is your faith established on? Is it established on a denomination? Is it established on a certain belief? Is it established on other things? Maybe the law? Maybe water baptism? Maybe the Lord's Supper? Uh, somebody says, well, I know I'm saved because I take the Lord's Supper every month. Well, you're not saved just by taking the Lord's Supper. Amen? I think it's a good thing. It's a remembrance. That's what we're going to do this Sunday. But it's not going to save you. <laughs> it brings you back to the remembrance of what Jesus did at the Calvary, the foundation that was laid at the cross. That's what, that's what uh, the Lord's Supper is all about. We call it the Lord's Supper. We, you know, we call it the Last Supper. Well, for Jesus it was. But for us, it's the Lord's Supper. Amen? The last meal he spent, ate on this earth. He ate with his disciples. And he said, take this bread. And as he broke it, he gave it. Take this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink this cup. This is the blood that was shed for you, or going to be shed for you. This is the blood of the New Testament in my blood. Uh, my thing tonight is try to convince you to stand upon Jesus' word. And his word is his, is his rock. Uh, the rock of God that's built upon Jesus Christ was founded in Jesus. Uh, there's a foundation. I used to uh, drive a cement truck years ago. I never pulled up to a job where there was never a farm. Right, Brother Allen? I would not dare dump that cement on bare ground. There was nothing formed up. There's, there's, no, there's nothing prepared for that foundation. Jesus taught us in the word that we're to go and we're to build our house upon the rock. We're to dig deep and build it upon a rock. I sell dirt and topsoil and whatever. They always remove the topsoil before they build a house. You know why? Because it's too soft. They got to get to a hard foundation, something where they can put that house on where it won't sink. Hallelujah. Sometimes they'll build it up. I, 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 I sell uh, dirt, and I, I'm telling you, they'll pack that down. They'll put a pressure test on that. They'll pack, pack it, test it, and, and make sure that house is, that, that foundation is strong enough to hold that house. And we're supposed to do that as Christians. We have a spiritual house, a house that has to be built upon rock. You remember when we went to Pensacola? And I was watching them build those big old buildings along. And Brother Allen, all it was was sand from one end of the beach to the other. White sand. I said, how in the world are they going to build those three-story buildings, four-story buildings on sand? 
And it, that scripture came to my mind. But I watched them. They started digging out <laughs> the sand. And they, they had to get to something hard where, they can, where, where the, the foundation won't sink. So as a Christian, we have to build that foundation, that house on a foundation that is firm. And that's the word of God. Amen. Psalms 31 verse 3 says this. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your namesake, lead me and guide me. What? You are my rock and my fortress. For your namesake, lead me. What is our testimony? The name of Jesus. What is our faith? The name of Jesus. What do we depend upon? The name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, guide and lead me. Be my rock. Be my fortress. A fortress is a place where you seek refuge. Amen. Hallelujah. A place where you look for safety. A place where you go where you can find peace and knowing that you're protected from your enemy. That's what a fortress is. And that fortress has to be a place where you can, you can, you can get your thoughts together. Look, look for answers. Amen? A place where your enemies can't touch you. Come on, somebody. Jesus is our fortress. I'll rock. And we need to stand upon that rock. I mean, I want you to turn over to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus was having a discussion with Peter. Peter, supposed to have been the first pope. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was not the first pope. <laughs> Peter, even, there's no record Peter even went to Rome when the the Catholic Church says that Peter died. But anyway, the Lord asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Well, some said, you're Jeremiah, you're Elijah, John the Baptist. But who do you say that I am? Peter's the one that said, thou art the Christ, the Son of God. Then, then Peter's up there, he's got a spiritual revelation from God, and all of a sudden, the Lord's telling his disciples how he's going to, you know, they're going to die and, and everything. And Peter, Peter was, a, was a strange character, a godly man, a, a prophet, uh, an apostle. And the Lord rebuked him. Just said, he just read here, I'm fixing to read what he called him. Before he rebuked him, he said, I say unto you, Peter. Peter's the one that came up with that answer and said, thou art Peter upon this rock. Because Peter's the one that testified of Jesus to the disciples. He's the one that said, you are the son of God. And, and the Lord said, flesh and blood haven't revealed this to you, Peter, but my father in heaven. And Peter's feeling pretty good. And the Lord says, I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. What rock? On Peter? No. Upon the faith and testimony that Peter just gave. The testimony of the rock. Jesus is that rock. His faith, Peter's faith is the rock. His belief in Jesus is the rock. You see what I'm saying? Peter was not the rock. He made a testimony of who Jesus was. And that's the testimony that saves. Thou art the son of God. You are the one that was sent. You're the one that, that's going to die for. Peter never understood that till he finally died on the cross because Peter denied him three times he even knew him. Peter's making a wonderful testimony 
Then Jesus starts telling Peter, he says, upon this church, this, this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, so he's telling Peter, Peter, and the disciples that are around, he wasn't preaching to Peter, he was preaching to his rest of his disciples. Upon this rock, my Lord Jesus, upon this rock, on the rock of Jesus, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against this church as long as this church is built upon Jesus. See, if it's built on me, it'll fall. If it's built upon you, it'll fall. If it's built upon on people and men and priests and, 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 and uh, all these, these men, uh, popes and everything else, it'll fall. It's not a preacher or a priest or a rabbi. It's Jesus. My Lord, I don't know if you're getting this tonight. I feel it. It's Jesus. Jesus is the rock where you build the church. Jesus is the rock, the foundation. When the winds come and the storms blow against that house, it's going to stand because it was built upon a rock. Those are those that hear the word of God and do it. You, got to, you can't just hear it and not do it. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, I believe that, but if you don't ever act upon it, you never apply it, then you're going to be the one building your house on the sand. See, when, the, when you build it on the sand, the winds and the storms come, and it beats, and the, heart, the house falls. The Bible says great is the fall of it. Because if your faith is nothing but sand, <laughs> hallelujah, if you have a sandy faith, <laughs> your house will fall. Somebody say, my fate, my fate is a rocky fate. <laughs> if your fate is just sandy fates, then, then you won't stand. You'll fall. Okay. <laughs> and Luke brings it out a little bit more better when he says this, and I'm like, you don't have to read it. If you want to look at it, Luke chapter 6, verse 48. He said, you must dig deep. Matthew didn't say that, but I... But Luke says you got to dig deep and you got to hit the hard stuff before you start building. That's the problem with a lot of Christians. They don't want to dig deep. They want that, they want that surface religion. <laughs> they don't want to work for it. They just, they just want to put the house on anything. You can't build your house on anything. Believe me, I know. You can't build your house on topsoil or sand or something that's soft because the house is going to give. I told somebody one time he went to put some topsoil in his yard and put it, I said, you know, and, and what he was, he, the topsoil was too soft. I said, man, I said, you, all you're going to get is, is ruts. When the rains will come, that is going to make, oh, no, I'm going to put that. I can get it cheap. Guess what happened when the rain came? He had ruts all over his yard. <laughs> The topsoil was too soft. You have to blend it with something that will bind the dirt. Right? He had ugly. <laughs> because he wouldn't do what I told him. I'm a dirt man. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen to me, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. I don't know if that came out right. <laughs> All right. She'll stop now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know it works. 
Say, dig deep, lay the found, lay, and dig deep to the rock, and, and then lay your foundation. Get to the rock, get to the hard stuff. Hallelujah. You don't have to turn there, but Psalm 62, verse 2 says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. He is my rock and my defense. I shall not be moved. God is my strength. He's my, he's my peace. He's my life. Hallelujah. I build my house on that rock where I get the safety, where I get the protection, where I get the shield. I go into that fortress where I know I'm shielded from my enemies. Let me tell you something. The devil's a shrewd being. He'll come at any way he can, but as long as you're under the shadow of his wings. I'm talking about the, the Lord Jesus. Listen, you ever go try to take a little chicken out, some little chickens out from under the ma mama chicken's wings? Oh, listen. Oh, you can be big like a house. And he, he, that, that chicken will fight till death. But that's what God puts us. He puts us under the shadow of his wings to watch over us. We're protected from our enemies. Amen? Hallelujah. Psalms 94 verse 22 says, But the Lord has been my defense and my, and, the, and my God, the rock and my refuge. I just said the very same thing. Amen? Uh, he is the refuge. He is the rock. He is our defense. I sound like a broken record tonight. But that's all he wants me to share tonight because some of you might be feeling that your ground's a little shaky. And you feel like you, you ever stepped on a beach and you're stepping on that old soft sand? You wiggle your legs long enough, you're going to sink. That's what some Christians are doing now. They, they're playing with God. They're wiggling their feet and they're sinking in the, in the sand. And it's the devil. Is, that sand sucks hard, man. It, it, it's hard to get your feet out of that stuff once it gets a good bite on you. And that's why we should never start to build our house on the sand because when it's going to start sinking, it'll be hard to get it out. The foundation is Jesus, his word, and the cross. That's the foundation. What he did at Calvary 2,000 years ago is the foundation. You lay the foundation, and you put it down, and you start building a house. What, that, what is that house you're talking about? I'm talking about that spiritual house. You walk with God. You life with God. All of that has to be part of your house. Don't use cheap material. I said that about the other day about a man that... Was a contractor. He wanted to build. He was and his and, and the man. Oh, sorry, the contractor wanted the man to build him a house, to build any, and he built it. He, he said, "Build this house for me." And I said, "I want to give it to somebody." And he started using cheap lumber. He said, "I'm gonna make money off this deal." He ain't gonna know, but I'm gonna buy the cheapest stuff that I can use. And when the house was finished, the man said, "Well, this is your house. I'm giving you that house. That was for you." Oh. He used cheap stuff on his own house. Dummy. <laughs> because he wanted to cheat the man out. He thought he, he, thought he was going to, but he lost. God wants us to build with the best. He's given us the best material. He's given us the best things to build our foundation with. The ground, unless you dig, and, 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 and put the foundation on the rock, that house won't stand. Why do you think when you go along those, those beaches, you know, especially along California and, and over there in Florida, and all, they build them houses 
right on the beach. I mean, the first hurricanes will come is going to swap it out. Man, you don't put, you don't put a house where... <laughs> you put it, you better put it on something hard. Not right by the... I said to myself, I said, how did... You watch them in the houses of caving in the ocean. But the foundation is, which was laid is Christ Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me, let me get my, my list out here. It's hard for us to understand that God is not a cheap God. God is not going to accept anything or any, any, any ground or any foundation that's not built upon Jesus. You know, the Bible says in the last days, there's going to be a great falling away. Oh, man, I see it. People are going to start buying into lies. They're going to start buying into deception. They're going to start buying into anything that sounds soft to the ear, sounds sweet to the mouth, you know, to the ear. Uh, they're going to be crying out. The scriptures say, tell me soft things. Don't talk about judgment. Don't talk about God dealing with man. Listen, I like my life. As long as I'm going to heaven, that's all I'm worried about. Well, you, you're not going. Because you're not putting your house on a foundation that's right. Because if you're just looking to escape, escape hell, then you, 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 you forfeit everything else God wants to give you, including salvation. Because you're not serious about serving the Lord. I told somebody, I think it was today or yesterday, I said, if there's no change in your life, there's no heaven. <laughs> Listen to me. If your life hasn't changed, you, got, you said you got born again, you still act the same way and still do the same things. And don't tell me you know God. You don't. I hope all of us know God. But, but if, if your life is not changed, if you haven't built your house upon the foundation, if you build your house upon the sand of this world and the corruption that's in this world, you're going to fall. The world is sand, Okay? The world is, it, 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 it's, there's no firmness, there's no foundation. See, the world's going to fall one day. It's already falling. We're coming to the end. I believe that with all my heart. I see it more every day, every day, every day. The most stupidest, idiotic people running this, this country today. It's, it's unreal, man. It's, I, I can't believe the things that they're doing. But, you know, you kick God out of school. You kick, you kick prayer out. You kick the Ten Commandments out. One idiot. That's what I call people that does stupid things sometimes. Said, well, we don't want the Ten Commandments in, in school because it might influence the kids. Oh, so it might, it might influence the kids not to kill nobody or steal from somebody or dishonor their mother and father. Oh, it, it, it might. You mean it might influence them to do what is right? <laughs> Oh, I said, man, how st- one guy got in my office one day, he said, I don't believe in the Ten Commandments. Oh, I said, you don't. I said, suppose you have a business. I said, wouldn't you want to hire somebody that believes thou shalt not steal is a good thing? <laughs> All of a sudden, he, he kind of believed. <laughs> thou shalt not lie is a good thing? Why wouldn't you want the Ten Commandments to believe in the Ten Commandments? I tell you what, some people are something else. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me read some stuff to you, okay? 
Did last night I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Lord said, Lenny, get up, sit at your table, and write, your, write the verses down. And I write all that by hand. To me, it's, it's, it just can remember more. I'm saying some people print it out on a computer, and that's all fine if that's what they want to do. But I was sitting down and writing, 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 and the Lord wanted me. And I was trying to, I was trying to meditate on what he, what, what he was showing me, because I know today that this is the only rock, this is the only way, this book is the only truth. Why do you think the people, world hates this book? Why do you think the devil hates it? Why do you think they don't want it in the schools? Because if this isn't preached in the schools, there's no communism going to take over this country. See, this mindset is a, a book of freedom. It's not that you can do anything you want. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. That's not what I'm saying. But it brings a soul closer to God. It teaches a soul that this, God has a, a holy standard he has to live, he follows. Well, I read the Bible uh, 15 times and then, and then changed because you didn't believe it. <laughs> You can't just read the word. You have to receive the word. And you got to apply it. You got to do it. Blessed day that, that, that hear the word and do it. That's what this James, book of James says. You can't just read it and, and just because you, you're trying to fulfill a religious practice. Excuse me. Or trying to, 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 to make God feel good or you make yourself feel good and get rid of your guilt. Limited. And that's enough of that stuff. I've seen people fall on their face because of that. You read it because you want to know what God says. You read it because you want the foundation to be firm. You read it because you want to walk with God. Hallelujah. You read it because you want to live for God. You read it because you want to follow God. You want to, you want to obey God. Hallelujah. That's our foundation. Jesus Christ. He says here, let me read this to you. In 2 Samuel 2, 47, he says, The Lord liveth and blessed be my refuge, and exalted be the God and rock of my salvation. Hallelujah. <laughs> the God and rock of my salvation. Psalms 118 verse 46 says, The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock. Almost the same thing. And let the glory of my salvation be exalted. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got to lift up that rock. Amen. We got to lift up the, the glory of God. He is the rock. He is the foundation. Man, I got... Listen, I'm going to say that 50 million times before I finish. We got to stand on the rock. We have to stand on the word of God. It has to be the foundation where we live. If we don't stand on that rock, we'll fall. Amen. Listen, that's, it's, 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 it's real simple. Amen. You either can build on sand or you can build on a rock. You either can build a house that's going to last or you can build one that's going to fall. I don't know about you, but I want my house to last. Amen. I want my house to go through the storms. I want my house to make it. Praise God. I don't want this spiritual house to fall. I want to live with God forever. I want to be with Jesus. Amen. And I want to know his will and I want to know his purpose. I want to know his plan. That's the only way to make it. That's the only way to make it. You can't make it without knowing the will of God. You can't make it without knowing, standing upon that rock. Hallelujah. Jan, I want you to quote me 20, Psalms 27, verse 1. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a Genesis favorite verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Ha! Huh? See, when you got Jesus, you don't have to fear the devil. Don't fear what man can do unto you, the Bible says, but fear him that can send both soul and body in hell. That's who we need to fear. The devil is a liar. 
He conjures up fear in us. He conjures up uh, uh, unbelief. He conjures up hopelessness. See, that's what the devil does. He wants you to fear, feel like, like there's no hope. But Jesus promises in his word, he is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is what? He is the, he, he is the let, me, let me start it again. He is the Lord. He's the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. Who, listen, if God is in your life, why should we be afraid? Hallelujah. If God has promised us hope, why should we be afraid? If God has given us the victory, amen, why should we be afraid? If God is our fortress and our rock, why should we be afraid? You know how long we've been living for the Lord and we never caught that one thing? Why does fear so easily grip a Christian? Why does anxiety so easily grip a Christian? If you're living for the Lord, you ought to be the most happiest people on this earth because you have a hope and a promise. A hope and a promise of the coming of Jesus, the soon return of our Lord. And if you should die before that, he comes, you're going to go automatically to glory. He's given us a hope. You ever seen people without hope? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. You drive down the streets in Lafayette. And I told Janice, I did, look at these, look at all these people. Men and women, they walk in the street begging for a few nickels. And, and I'm not going to judge them. I mean, that's between them and God, but... Look at how hopeless they look. You mean that's your life? Hoping to get some money off people? Begging on the side of the road? My hope is in Jesus. My hope is in the foundation of Christ. Listen, I'm a blessed man. Listen, we have a business, and sometimes we make a lot of money, sometimes we don't make a lot. But I've never seen God ever forsake us. Ask my wife right there. I remember one time I, I was slow and I needed $1,700. I needed it. And I'm telling you, I'm not lying. My wife's right there to tell you. I got a check in the mail. Didn't know he was coming. $1,697. <laughs> I could find $3 somewhere. <laughs> and actually, it, it came. God is not late. <laughs> Yeah, my mother-in-law didn't want me to cash it. I said, I'm going to cash it. That's, it's mine. And it was a good job. So I have gotten an, uh, surgery on my kidneys, and I put down a lot of money before, and, and they were just giving back the money. <laughs> I didn't know they were even doing that. Amen. And I said, <laughs> God is good. I mean, I got it. Listen, I told, I said, this is, I'm gonna, I ain't going to listen to the devil. I'm going to cash it. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, God is not slack concerning his promise. Because for years we've been sowing and we've been putting our faith in Jesus. Our business is blessed. Like I said, we have some slow times and stuff. But it's, we, we, make, we make a good living at our house. Well, in the dump trucks, but... We have, and God is faithful. He's always met our needs. I've never, how long have we been? Uh, since 2011, almost 10 years already. And we never did without a, nothing. He's always provided. 
And I thank God for it. Amen? Because we, we never would slack sowing our tithes. We never would slack sowing our offerings. And I remember one time we was at it on our house, and I, I'm telling you the truth, but I, somebody came and gave us $10,000. We, we, we didn't have, we, know how we, we, we added on to it. You know what? It was paid off in three weeks. And, you know, things like that God does because he says, let me tell you something, son. God, he's not broke. God is not, I'm not broke, son. I'm not, I'm, my power has not changed. I still heal the sick. I still cast out devils. I still do miracles for my children. I still bless them. I still touch their lives. You know why a lot of people today, especially in church, are dying sick? Because they've lost faith in the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. They've lost faith in what he said in his word. They lost faith in what he promised in that book. Hallelujah. It's there for you. You you know, a lot of people are, are facing trials and tribulations because they will not believe. Amen? Book book said, Daddy, I want to buy me a car. But I don't want a note. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Boogie's something else. That's a good boy. You know, he, down the road, he found a 2003 Ford Taurus with 38,000 miles. But that was it for $1,500. That little car runs like a You talk about the lady taking the car to the, to, just to go to church or to the store. That's all she done with it. I almost got as much miles as him, and I don't have my truck a year. <laughs> and I said, he said, Daddy, I know God's going to send me what, I, what I'm praying because he gave me a car. Just like I said, that's right, he gave you a car. <laughs> and you know what? You would think the paint is brand new. It was parked on a, a shed, like, like, like a, a, on a velvet pillar or something. I said, boy, <laughs> he ain't paying a note. <laughs> Got his car. <laughs> it runs good. Good little car. God is our strength and our fortress. And he is where we put our faith. And the rock and the foundation is Jesus. I ain't got much left, okay? Lamentations 3, 24 says, The Lord is my portion, said my soul. Say it, my soul, thereof will I put, I'll hope in him. The Lord is my portion. Say it, my soul, therefore I hope in who? In him, in Jesus. Listen, as this church goes on, and as we grow, you're going to hear me say it over. No, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Instead. Jesus is our portion. Jesus is our faith. The blood is our foundation. The cross is our our bridge. Amen? That's it. That the whole ministry here is going to be surrounded around that. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but through me. Come on, somebody. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He is the blood over the doorpost. When I see the blood, <laughs> he says, I'll pass over you. <laughs> the Egyptians never, the Egyptians in Egypt died, all their firstborn children, but the children of Israel had the blood on their doorposts. Yes. We need to put that, that blood, that spiritual blood, that blood of Christ over those doorposts and see what God can do for you. Amen? Psalm 62 7 says, 
In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength, rock and my strength and my refuge is in God. Hallelujah. Psalm 91 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Hallelujah. Ain't that a good verse? Amen. Hallelujah. He is my rock and my fortress. In Him will I trust. Amen. The last verse for tonight, okay? Psalms 95, verse 1. You can turn there. Just, just so we can see it for yourself. God is a good God. Amen? Hallelujah. We believe that Jesus Christ is going to be our foundation. I believe, I believe this church has to be on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. If we restrain the Holy Spirit, if we restrain the blood of Christ, if we restrain the, Jesus the only way and the cross, we're building our house on what? Sand. Sand. This church is going to stand, brothers and sisters, because of the rock, Jesus. Listen, I have, I'm confident in this ministry. I'm confident what God's going to do. I don't plan on going nowhere right now. Because <laughs> one thing God put in my spirit, sometimes Jan said, Lenny, you just stop sometime. I don't like to quit. I was working on my dump truck one time, and I knew I had some artists to bring out the next day. And Jan said, Lenny, I was so frustrated. I was, trying, I was doing everything. Everything was going wrong. I said, if I quit now, I'll never go back under that truck. <laughs> if I get out from underneath that truck, I won't go back because I was determined that I made promises that I had to fulfill, okay? And Jesus made promises he has to fulfill and going to fulfill. He made a promise that he would, he would take us and guide us and lead us and fill us with, your, with his spirit, that he would be our rock and our strength, okay, and our fortress. If we, do not, we don't believe that, if we can't stand on that, then we're building on sand, okay? Hallelujah. We're building on sand. Psalms 91 verse 1 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully for the rock of our salvation. Come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us sing joyfully to the God of our salvation. Psalms 95 verse 1. We need to stand on the rock this night. Amen. I hope this is kind of drilling through. I hope you're receiving this tonight. Because if we don't, if we can't trust in what he said in his word, if we can't build upon what he, what he put in those pages, the Lord, because that will never fail. God places his word above himself. That's what the scriptures say. God places his word above himself because his word will not fail. The promise of his word will not fail. Everything that God showed us through his word, it's, it's a promise. And God don't break promises. We break them. But God don't break them. Amen. Hallelujah.